0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Kisa Shrine. My guests today are Matteo Carboni and Will Billert. Matteo is founder and director of the IoT Insurance Observatory, where he advises many international insurance companies on setting up industrial and commercial plans, growth strategy, and digital strategy development. Before creating the IoT Insurance Observatory, he spent 11 years in Bain & Company's financial services practice. Will is a sustainable energy investor, as well as the chief digital officer for Premier Tech, a Canadian company that focuses on agricultural production, plant automation, and water purification. Thank you both for joining us today.
1: It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure.
0: Thank you. So insurance, I feel, is one of the first financial services products that people tend to learn about. I was sharing with Mateo that I remember my great-grandmother would talk about having an insurance representative come to her home, which was eons ago, clearly. Um, but just wondering if we could just start talking about the changes in the tech industry um, over the last several years, specifically as it relates to connectedness and IoT. What do some of those changes look like?
2: Let's say it is, uh, is something that uh, is the core of uh, the path of my career. So the insurance sector has been considered pretty conservative for many years, but it's not so true. So you have uh, many insurers that around the world have experimented uh, the way to use connected data, so data that comes from a car, uh, data that come uh, from a wearable uh, or data that uh, come from uh, a connected house uh, in order to improve uh, the way they assess, manage and transfer risk. <laughs> so the best practices have been able to move from a uh, uh, superficial uh, usage of the innovation, so from uh, the toys uh, for CEOs, the shining devices, the gadget, to a real usage of data in their core processes. So you have examples of insurers that have been able to nudge their clients to become less risky. Insurers that have been able to use the data in order to manage better the claims. So providing a a better user experience to their clients and avoiding frauds. Other insurers that are avoiding bad things from happening, so prevention and mitigation. Mm-hmm. All opportunities that uh, generate uh, concrete business outcomes. So they are focalizing their innovation effort on something that is concrete.
0: So and just taking just one of those, you presented us with many different use cases there. So taking one of those, which is using data to prevent risk or using data to understand what risk lies ahead um, of an entity or a person. One of the things that we know is that with climate change, um, I would assume the insurance company has had a lot of change because of that phenomena, particularly how data can be used to perhaps understand what the effects of climate change could be for a potential entity. And I would love, Will, if you could talk about insurance in context of climate change and then adding on the layer of data and just how can data help improve an experience as it relates to understanding potential climate change issues and how to avoid those issues?
1: Sure. So first of all, we we really see increased risk because of climate climate change in many ways, and what's the difference between our history and our current status is that nowadays we have a lot of devices and these devices collect data and we can uh, use this data in many ways to prevent uh, certain risk and to mitigate this this risk. So, for example, we can now together If a thunderstorm arrives and and we are a a company which produces electricity, we can now forecast which kind of our production centers will be hit by the thunderstorm so we can already plan how to mitigate it. And uh, this is the difference because now we have all this data and we can learn much more about the essence of certain elements, about uh, certain incidents, why they are happening, happening. And in the past, it was just not possible because we had humans taking notes, but we could not really understand the underlying reasoning, and that's really no difference. And that has certain effects. One effect is that um, the damage caused through uh, climate change events, I assume, will increase for a lot of different reasons. So so there is, for sure, room for improvement of efficiency. So by using this data, um, insurance companies can mitigate some of the increase of of the price for the insurance. That's that's it. On the other hand, there will be also, uh, for sure, because of the higher damage, some portion where insurance companies will be forced to apply their knowledge on other areas. And and another interesting area is, is really everything where there is an output created, like a production unit, so that you can forecast an output, let's say a result, for daily production of, uh, of 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 certain kind of food, and then really apply the knowledge you have, and first of all, really ensure that this output will happen certain to certain certain restrictions, and then secondly, really use your insurance knowledge, as Matteo already pointed out, to to improve the situation and to change the little more from a company. Uh, paying for a certain damage to a company which is proactive and sells some peace of mind to their users to really improve the overall situation while creating something good for both stakeholders, the insurance company and the client, and then for the uh, environment as well.
0: So to take that as a use case, if I'm building um, a, a building, an office or, or something of the, the sort, and I'm a company, I could understand this particular slice of land um perhaps would contain X amount of risk if I chose to build here, if I chose to plant here. Is that something that you think that insurance companies will be able to advise on?
1: For sure. I mean, for, for sure, uh, uh, we, we can understand this risk better. And, and if mm. I insure these, these, uh, uh, these building complexes, for sure, I can, use, I can use certain data. And then also, I can use certain sensors in the building to mitigate certain risks. Let's make a concrete example of fire risk. Now, in terms of in terms of sensors, I can I can really buy these sensors, and the cost of data processing costs a fraction compared to history, and therefore uh, there is a situation where by just collecting the data and, and assessing the risk better, uh, the 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 price, the cost for ensuring the risk will uh, will will have also some some room for for improvement.
2: If you consider the the use case mentioned before about the potential uh, benefit. Uh, uh, the insurance sector can generate uh, uh, adding sensors on an equipment. So, um, on one side, uh, you are, as an insurer, uh, advising uh, your client about predictive maintenance thanks to the data. This lower one of your risks. Equipment breakdown. This allow your client to do better his daily activity. He becomes more productive. So you are providing, together with the insurance coverage, a service. But on some equipments, the same sensors allow you to obtain insights that allow to optimize the energy consumption. I was discussing yesterday with a tech player that works on retails, on grocery stores, how sensors on refrigerators allow to save 20 30% of the energy consumption. So, this generates an extremely relevant positive externality to the society. So, it's not only about the impact on your PL as an insurer, it's not only about the impact on the PL of your clients, but you are also generating a positive externality to the whole society.
0: So, we're looking at insurance the insurance industry broadly. And I want to look at some of these smaller players. You mentioned that you spoke with one of the players yesterday and disruption that might be happening in the industry. If I'm an institutional investor or even a accredited investor or even a retail investor who's interested in getting into the, the game in terms of investing in the insurance industry, where should I focus my attention in terms of di- disruption, in terms of new entrants? What does that field look like?
2: Let's see. Uh, I have... Uh, um... A slightly different perspective uh, uh, from uh, where you can invest on is on the players that enable incumbents more than on the disruption uh, i have ba- I'm biased on this because i 'm an advisor of incumbents, so I love incumbents uh, uh, I know many of them that are doing really well, so I think that uh, I can leverage to to provide you um, a framework uh, that can help investors to choose uh, uh, one uh, of the key theses uh, of uh, a book I wrote uh, a couple of years ago on insurtech uh, that uh, as, a ta- as, as a title, uh, all the insurance players will be insurtech. Uh, that provocative title was uh, focused on the fact that uh, I believe that all the players that uh, who will survive in the insurance sector will use data, and technology, so InsurTech, as key enabler of their uh, strategy, of their uh, actions, uh, is a pity today not to leverage the last technologies, the data, to do better, the core insurance activity, assess, manage, and transfer risks. Uh, and a couple of years ago, when uh, before writing this book, I develop uh, a framework to evaluate all the tech initiatives that uh, mm, classify them uh, on the performance they can deliver on four axes. One uh, is the productivity. So if a solution allows to sell more. The second is proximity. If a solution allows you to be more close with your clients, so to generate new knowledge, uh, the opportunity to create new products. Uh, uh, third is uh, profitability. So if some way impact uh, the core insurance process, pricing, uh, claims management, uh, and last, persistency. If something allow you to have uh, uh, an increase of uh, persistency on the relation with your clients, so to increase the loyalty. So when an insurtech tech solution allow to perform better, uh, on these four axes uh, is an tech solution that deserves investments. Mm. When uh, is a gadget that doesn't impact any way, that four axis is what I call a toy for CEOs. It's good to go on the stage of a conference and say, I have a great Alexa skill, but doesn't
1: impact really your, uh, your business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I totally agree with with Matteo, and just just to add, um, what the insurance companies have as a very strong um, asset is really the relationship with the client. Mm-hmm. So they have millions and millions of long-term relationship with the client, so a loss of trust has been established. Uh, some discussion, whether they are maybe 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 not not quick enough or maybe outside players bring pressure like to sell insurance online, was a big discussion, mm-hmm. and to be more, Uh, more price competitive, but, but I think they all now develop some form of strategy and it's more like that external player come with a technology idea. And then it's for them, um, the time to evaluate whether they should either cooperate with them by just buying in their services or whether they should maybe buy it uh, by this company. So, so, so it's a different, it's a different game. And we see already for interesting examples in the, uh, so-called IIoT in the industrial Internet of Things space, where large players they they watch out for for um, for good ideas, and uh, and then they integrate this good ideas. A good public example is the uh, the acquisition of a company called Relayer by Munich Re. Munich Re being a very large insurance company in Europe, where Munich Re, at least that's my private uh, opinion of that transaction, saw the use and the knowledge someone can generate by integrating um, IIOT data into an insurance product and then the consequence was to to integrate this company and to leverage the knowledge for existing insurance products i, I don't see but i don't uh, i don't have the knowledge uh, kind of in uh, kind of in a unicorn appearing like a mm-hmm. facebook or google I, I think i think it's very different you need to have this trustful relationship for a very long time and i think it will be more a b2b play where the insurance companies needs to needs to understand on a continuous basis the valuable technology to pick the right bed and to integrate this technology into their
0: products. And that sounds like it's going to be a global phenomenon. So if we're looking at, to your point, Will, which companies are going to begin cooperating or buying the smaller companies, where is that happening? It doesn't sound like that's regional. Is that the case? Is this really a global field that we're talking about?
2: Sure, definitely. I think that uh, we have seen uh, in the past, uh, talking about the tech investments, mm-hmm. we have seen uh, in the past few years uh, many Incumbents invest relevant amount of money in players that can uh, allow them to innovate. To, uh, I, uh, on the side of the IoT insurance observatory that you mentioned, last year I co-founded a special purpose acquisition company uh, that uh, in Italy has acquired an existing small carrier, net insurance, uh, and uh, is using this traditional carrier to create an innovative platform that will sell insurance through banks. We have already three bank assurance agreements. Uh, I'm not operative in the company. I'm, I'm only in the board of director. Uh, and this player has already invested in a few insurtech players that allow to innovate some steps in the value chain as partnered with, with others. Uh, and together with some tech players, build internally a few tech tools. So the point is, uh, you can uh, calibrate your strategy between uh, buy, partner, and develop. Uh, but today is concrete the opportunity to do better your core processes leveraging uh, technology.
0: So in terms of um, bringing us to a close here, what do you think is the big idea? What do you see coming down the road as it relates to insurance and sustainability in 2020 and beyond that we won't see coming, that you think is going to really take the marketplace by surprise? We talked a bit about how the insurance company using data can really set the stage for future improvements. I'm looking for other sorts of things that are big new ideas that you think will be happening with insurance and sustainability in the near term.
2: Let's see. Uh, today, uh, during this podcast, probably you have heard something that uh, uh is extremely innovative, and there are around 30-40 uh, people around the world that, that have cleared this opportunity that is the usage of IoT data in the commercial lines, mm-hmm. on the industrial risks, on agriculture. So, this is a trend that is at is infancy. If you mm-hmm. talk uh, with uh, uh, normal executive in the insurance sector, so not someone that is uh, on the frontier of innovation and you mentioned them, IoT, they think about uh, auto-telematics on personal line. Uh, Because this is something that is material. There are millions of policies uh, around the world that already use that data. Uh, The usage of this data on commercial lines is uh, at its infancy. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that uh, that kind of usage that allow you to change the behavior of business owners in order to reduce their risks and to generate positive externalities, the prevention that allow to reduce energy consumption are all use cases that are extremely innovative.
1: I couldn't agree more. And and it's really also new because you need to have New partners for acquiring the domain knowledge. So, very often insurance is very good in applying insurance knowledge. But then all of a sudden, as, as Matteo just described, you need knowledge how a machine is functioning. You need really very strong knowledge about certain domains. So, you need to partner. So, I, 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 I totally agree. I think, I think, um, new products will arrive where these two competences can, uh, can blend together and create really something, something new. I think it will not be a surprise. It will more go step by step as it went through the last years. But for sure, there's an opportunity to create new products um, through this use of IoT data.
0: Great. So we have it here. Um, Data usage is really at its infancy as it relates to really changing users' behavior and reducing risk. And also partnerships is really where we're going to go into the future, knowing and understanding which partners can take you into certain domains and really which partners can help you create something new. Will and Mateo, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us. We invite you to subscribe to the Refinitive Sustainability Perspectives podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your content. What did you think about the podcast? Refinitive wants to hear your comments on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you for joining. See you next time.